So today we're going to talk about some niche news, what we kind of think on that, and then we're going to hit the uh, Super Mario movie and then the uh, Stadia. Let's talk about that some. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it hasn't been two years, but we're, you know, we're keeping on top, I guess. We're trying to. We did a bunch of work getting the podcast all updated. But uh, we're going to start off with what we've been playing. Tyler. I've been playing Left 4 Dead 2. We That's have. About it. Um, me as well. We've been, we've both been playing because we all play together. We decided to switch away from Halo for a little bit. Yep. Tyler despises Halo. It's wonderful. (laughs) So Left 4 Dead, nothing new there, except for maybe some new bugs. Yeah. Uh, Every time we play a custom map, it crashes in between the levels. (laughs) So that's fun. Old games are great. Um, I've been playing some... Ooh, I started a playthrough of Super Mario Bros. 3 yesterday. On the All Stars collection, oh, okay, the original, yeah, and I'm saves coming like crazy. Save states all over the place, right? So <laughs> I actually played that not too long ago on the Switch, and I've never played that game for very long because it's very hard. But <laughs> on the Switch, I use the rewind button constantly. It's beautiful the <laughs> rewind function because. I don't know. I just don't have the patience that I used to for dying over and over and over again. Yeah, me neither. I played it a couple of years ago, and I got to World 8, and World 8 is <laughs> just freaking brutal. It is it's very rough. Um, I actually so yeah. did recently play Need for Speed Hot Pursuit on the Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. Which is a pretty good title for for playing on the Steam Deck, I thought. Um, it's yeah. pretty fun. I uh, <clears throat> I had a couple of racing games I played on my GPD laptop, but it doesn't have analog triggers, so that kind of sucked. <laughs> but the Steam right. Deck got those puppies right there on the video. Um, yep. Anything else? Uh, no. I've been trying Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. I have it on Steam. And, uh, man, I don't know what that game wants from me. That was a mouthful of a name. Steemix, uh, <laughs> Steemix, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. It's a trilogy. There's three of them. <laughs> They're all in a collection. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what's the game style? It's like a point-and-click adventure. That's what I would say. It was originally on the DS. Point-and-click. You, uh, <clears throat> you basically, it, it gives you a little cut scene because it's all just pictures it gives you like a little cut scene of like a crime that's happening somebody gets murdered and then later it goes back to phoenix Wright and gang (laughs) and they find out about the murder and so they try to play defense tisk tisk (laughs) mine's probably on vibrate nope okay so yeah it's kind of fun. You go around, you talk to people, and investigate 2D pictures of scenes. And uh, 
then it wants you to take all the evidence you put together and try and make a case in defense of whoever is uh, being accused. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's really hard to tell what they want to happen. (laughs) So yeah, but it's pretty fun. It works well on the Steam Deck, so I'm happy about it. So that's pretty much it for me. Cool. Um, this week, hopefully we can get the podcast out before the trailer comes out, but the Mario movie trailer is coming out and IGN was talking about this. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, what do you think Nintendo would reasonably do? And what do you think they should do as far as Mario movie trailer goes for Mario? What do you think the plot is? I think it's going to be very hard to predict. Like, well, think about the Pokemon movie. That one was good. That was, was very not... Good. I liked it. Um, typical Pokemon, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the city where everybody lives equally is a little different <laughs> from all the Pokemon games. Um, Pikachu talks. Yeah very different (laughs) (laughs) and they're doing they're so i'm sure there's there could be a spin on this that like we may not be able to predict because i don't know that they'll stick with the bowser kidnaps a princess yeah uh sort of thing though i could see them playing it extra safe because you never know that's why it's so unpredictable, because, like, would Nintendo do something different? Apparently, they've been working very close with Illumination. Um, do you think it's one of those situations where, like, Chris Pratt in real life is, like, doing plumbing work or something, and he gets sucked into a different dimension? Or, what do you think? Like a Jumanji situation, where they are inhabiting the characters? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe. why he has <laughs> like his voice <laughs> could be that would explain the non-italianness of him yeah because he said he wasn't going to do an accent i'm so <laughs> curious about what this movie is going to be it's so crazy i don't know i feel like it's not really playing it safe to do the whole princess kidnap thing i think if you don't do that, everyone will, and the movie doesn't do good, everyone will be like, you should have just done that. But if you do do that, <laughs> everyone will be like, this is just predictable, boring. It's like there's no nobody wins <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah. This is a crazy so. dive because like, we only just recently started getting good. Like, They're not exceptional movies. I think Pikachu is probably the closest to exceptional for a video game movie. But then you got like Sonic... That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I only. S- That's all I know. I haven't seen all of Sonic. I I've seen the first a huge one. Huge fan, honestly. But That's why I say it's not exceptional because I <laughs> I feel like the Sonic movie is a really good family movie. <laughs> Low yeah. expectation, really like yeah, buddy road trip, like just a simple premise. Yeah, reminds me of those. 90s movies harry and the hendersons or something no (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows what i'm talking about i watched uh what was it called um homework bound recently (laughs) 
because it's on the Plex. No, is it on Plex? No, it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney. Yeah. So <laughs> that's such a. I didn't realize it was a uh, Michael J. Fox who plays the white dog. So oh. I was like, that made the movie a little better for me because I like, <laughs> I like yeah. him. Um. No, I have a. Uh... I think the closest movie to that would be like uh, Oliver and Company or something is what's on the on the Plex server. Plex server. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So we'll see what Mario brings. Um, my guess is it will probably not disappoint, even if it's not a mind blowing. It will probably be enjoyable. Well, as long as people keep their expectations in check, <laughs> we know the internet's great at that. <laughs> so <laughs> right um all right so you've picked out so some a bunch of articles some uh niche news i guess you could say a couple yeah random things uh the first one being a little less gaming related which is google photos <laughs> uh where a bunch of people have discovered that their photos appear to have what looks like water damage in their photos and uh some sort of technical glitch if the photos if the original files are still on your phone those files are fine but for some people up in the cloud their images have been distorted somehow so that's not great i mean i haven't been a victim all the photos i'm looking at are fine (laughs) so (laughs) it's it's also not as widespread i think it's not very common. Um, I read a little bit of that article, and I think it's funny they mentioned how uh, how the cloud is supposed to be like the safe spot. Right. That's like <laughs> where we send things to be like, okay, when I send something to Google Drive or backup, they have like two or three drives holding my stuff. Like, yeah. It's like their a, job is to keep it safe. <laughs> When people have stuff on like a USB drive or some hard drive and it fails, I'm like, well, you should have had more places it's backed up, but you never expect the cloud to be one of those. They have it in Google Cloud (laughs) and somehow it disappears. You can't be like, oh, you didn't do all you could. Man, I wonder what that means. Like, how does the cloud handle like JPEG photos? Because every time a JPEG's copied, it loses quality. So like, how many copies of your photos are hanging around on those servers and... Have they lost quality know. every time? <laughs> it's possible, though, but as pictures get higher and higher quality, you're less likely to notice Yeah, the discrepancies. That's why memes always look like garbage, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> millions of people are people saving. People are posting a meme I saw 10 years ago, and it's all blurry, yeah. and it's like, what is this? It's like a staple of memes. The image <laughs> has to be bad quality. So, so that was just a short, interesting bit i don't know how google photos relates to drive because i don't use google photos but i was gonna upload stuff to drive does it is it in your drive that it's storing those photos i think there is a tab on google drive that'll take you over to photos kind of the same thing probably Mm -hmm. which makes you wonder like what other files could possibly be affected that are in google drive like yeah right you're gonna go run I don't know, something you have saved. I've got Super Mario World ROM hacks that I made that are on my Google Drive that they could be broken now. (laughs) Who knows? That actually reminds me. I found your uh, 
original Minecraft skin <laughs> that you made. Ooh, I want to see that <laughs> later. That'd be so, great. <laughs> okay. So, um, you don't have much other stories, so should I just continue here? Um, um, yeah, continue. So, uh, let's see. Um, the Dreamcast, or yeah, the Dreamcast VMU gets an upgrade, is essentially what it's saying. The VM2 is what it's called. It's coming out. It's that little device that could plug into the controller, and you could take it out, and you could play little games on it. Yeah. Um, it's getting a modernized upgrade with better hardware, um, USB-C charging, a micro SD card storage, backlight, <laughs> and image streaming to PC is what it says. Oh, that's kind of cool. Man, I, I kind of wish I had a Dreamcast back in the day because like, now it's like, like taking out a game and playing like a Tamagotchi thing. Tamagotchi is like not the same. But back then, that would have been dope. So it's kind of a niche market for sure. <laughs> um, and it's like $132 is what the price is going to be. And I'm still not confident what its abilities or point is, if it will go in the original Dreamcast <laughs> controller. Like I'd blow the dust off my Dreamcast and plug it in. Does the VMU act like a memory card? Like, do you keep saves on there? Because I could see that being useful if you wanted to put, like... Because it can hook to uh, the computer now, right? Yeah, if you transferred saves from your console to an emulator or something. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's always been a... Something to think about. Difficult <laughs> thing to get saves off of a hardware game, but I have no idea. I don't I don't actually own a Dreamcast. I think I just have a Genesis. Man, it's got to so. be nice. Uh just the retro community it's got to be nice if you're like into playstation retro because you don't have to <laughs> you don't need like a special cartridge adapter i guess it's like the same though because you would need a memory card adapter but the memory card's the same on the ps2 as well so that and as that easier. far as as far as little gaming handhelds go the other thing that i saw was the analog pocket can now play yeah. super nintendo games um, I guess it was an update or something to it, but I find the analog pocket very intriguing because it seems like super um, proprietary, like all the software. Because uh, what they have that they have a program that you can create your own games and put them on there, but you can take that format and you can actually make you can like convert Game Boy games into that format and upload them onto the device yourself but i think now there's a game boy emulator that works on it anyways oh, okay. but but like so originally you'd have to convert the game somehow it's just super but, intriguing i mean they also had me. the ability to attach actual games like the yeah. original game card you plug them in but yeah it's just I don't interesting see, to i don't me. see that coming for the super nintendo games they're a little big no <laughs> <laughs> just uh, it's probably not exactly an official solution, too. I'd imagine, right? Like, because they didn't uh, seem I'm to want to sure. condone piracy, but they like they aren't locking it down so much as right. They they can't. <laughs> I mean, they have to not condone the piracy because yeah. <laughs> it's illegal. So uh, I'm not entirely sure how official it is, but it seems like it 
it's very doable. Yeah. That's a nice I think, device, yeah, it too. is an unofficial SNES core or something like that is what it's saying. like, oh, that thing's shiny. Like, but, in all I mean, aesthetic and everything. I always loved the idea of creating one of those. Like, like I was considering getting my broken Game Boy, original Game Boy, and making that into an emulator. But Ooh, like smacking a Raspberry Pi in there? And... Yeah, but the hard part is getting triggers. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you and then... Were... You would need uh, two more face buttons, and yeah, you'd have to drill in two more face buttons. I've seen people do that. With, you'd at the it. very least need but, the Super Nintendo layout. <laughs> but my at the th- least, <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what it would get to. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't play N sixty four on it or something. You'd be SNES at, at most. To me, it wouldn't be worth it if I couldn't get it to do at least SNES. But yeah, and then seeing something like like the analog pocket it's like is it worth it maybe I just get an analog pocket if i really want that you spend over but, 120 bucks or whatever the price is for it <laughs> it's an expensive and, device you, and i'd probably spend it might least, even ha- be i'd probably like spend at least half that turning the original game boy into one because i'd have to buy all the parts and the screen rig up and, a new battery and yeah battery that stuff's battery charger though. and a screen and it's fun to do, but there's lots of talented people who work on that type of stuff. But yeah, the this being able to Nintendo games is kind of where I'm like, oh, that was like the one thing I really wanted it to be able to do. Now this does it. It already has triggers, I think, on the back. I believe it does. Yeah, like, like on the sides. Yeah, yeah, I can see them in the I picture. Think. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, if you want to. Play your SNES games on. Reminds that. me of the, the, uh, what is it called? The Wii Boy. It's it's a 3D printed case, like a kit you can order, but it's got uh, you use DS Lite buttons in it. But it's the same size as a Game Boy, the original Game Boy, the big white brick one. Yeah. But uh, you, it's tailored to have a Wii board put in it, <laughs> and to be a Wii portable, and it's the same oh. size. Now that's cool. It's really cool. It's a kit. So, <laughs> like, if you, I think there's some soldering you have to do, and you got to cut the Wii board down. But if you, if you've got the know-how and the skill, then it's probably a cool project. Yeah. And then you can play like GameCube games and shiz. It's got like the same miserable battery life as the Steam Deck would. <laughs> so. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. It's a neat thing. Yeah, I mean if the games you're playing are typical games i mean the wii itself is seems a little less like the best system for it because a lot of the games require the motion controller yeah they have workarounds like controller hacks um so that you can get through the menus or even new menus that it just boots into right so um but menus aside even most gameplay takes use of the pointer or or motion but you can play like gamecube n64 super nintendo any other virtual console and then shove emulators on there virtual console games so and it's like and the gamecube so it's worth it probably just for the gamecube aspect yeah sunshine on the go if you don't have it on the switch already (laughs) probably way easy like Way easier than trying to get a GameCube and putting it in something like that. Because I don't know if you've ever taken apart a GameCube, but it's got 
I think the Wii is more powerful. Layers and layers of stuff, and it's very convoluted. Well, a lot of space is taken by that freaking CD drive. <laughs> yeah, but it's also got like a lot of boards and stuff. In there, yeah, I think again, I think the Wii is a bit more power efficient. I'm not 100 percent on that one, but yeah. so. Uh, my last bit of like niche news is the uh, this AS Rock uh, motherboard. They had a sticker that I think they placed over the RAM, and from what I could deduce, the sticker's point was to tell everybody that the initial boot was like abnormally long. Oh, <laughs> like because of the way the BIOS were, the the initial boot dealing with RAM was abnormally long. Yeah. Um. With it might have been just with DDR5 or whatever with this specific RAM, but yeah, and and the sticker would leave, it was too sticky. So <laughs> it would leave a ton of paper residue and stuff, oh, and no. if the paper residue was kind of over the gap and you tried to insert your card, sometimes the paper would get shoved no. in between <laughs> your card, your, your memory card. It was RAM. like a paper sticker then? I don't know, but... If- uh, I guess. Regardless, paper stickers should <laughs> never be used for anything so, except for price tags. <laughs> they're offering refunds to people. I think anyone <laughs> with a brain would just scrape it away carefully and be okay, but they were offering <laughs> refunds and stuff. Um, and apparently they're no longer making them with the sticker because they fixed the initial boot uh-huh. problem. That made it slow. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, could have just fixed the issue in the first place. They're probably trying to meet deadlines, so that's fun. But, Always yeah, great. Sticker over your RAM. I don't know why it had to go there, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put it on the CPU. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> All those tiny little holes. Oh, shiz. You got paper follicles all in there. Oh, freak. That fills me with pain thinking about it. It's like dropping a a CPU, just the CPU itself. You're like, as you think all those tiny little pins. I mean, if you've ever seen a video of... Linus Tech Tips <laughs> trying, dropped to, a trying to replace a pin on a oh, CPU. That that's does not rough. Look fun. That's rough. So and nerve wracking. Um, and I think he made that other guy do it too. That used to be on his channel. Uh, yeah, I think the what Luke or the more Luke, engineer Luke. guy. Uh, I think he wanted. I think left. he had Luke do it once, but. Because he gave Luke a computer. <laughs> After right. Luke had left the company, he gave mm-hmm. Luke a computer, but was like, you can have this super cool mother or CPU, but yeah, it's missing like right. three pins. <laughs> that's right. I Something remember like that. that. But oh, that's amazing. The, uh, uh, the biggest news kind of this week is Stadia. Stadia is shutting down. Um, Who I didn't... could have predicted that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
I don't know. For me, this is a very humorous situation because like the writing was on the wall all over the place. It's like <laughs> the writing was basically the new color of the wall. Like, uh, there was so much of it. But well, we talked about it when they announced it. We talked about it before Stadia's name was out. But we we were comparing Amazon and uh, Google to each other, and I think. I don't know that we came to any clear conclusion back then. I think we talked more later on, but I didn't have a chance to look into it. But Yeah, but essentially we were like, Google's not a gaming company. That's right. That's right. The quote. But neither is Amazon. But You can go back and listen to our episode. It's called TikTok, like talking. And uh, it says, is game streaming the future? And in that, Tyler is quoted as saying, um, nope, that's not it. Well, I lost it. Let's see. Google is not a gaming company. Quote, Tyler Barney, 2019. (laughs) (laughs) And we talked about Google's, we talked about a lot of Google's downfalls in that they're so branched out. And so they have a lot of projects fail and they just, they want their hands in everything. They're like, Oh, I wanna, I wanna be the next Facebook, or well, it's like a hobbyist who wants to have a hobby just to have a hobby, and so they try to do things. They get all the stuff ready, and then they're like, "I'm too lazy for this," and decide right. not to pursue the hobby. <laughs> Pretty much every hobby I've ever had: yeah. put some money into it, buy some things, get it, get the first one fifth of it put together, and give up. <laughs> Google is a company is just the average person trying to pursue hobbies. <laughs> the average person with ADHD. <laughs> um so a little bit of background around this is uh apparently they're refunding everything. Hardware, software, so that's really cool. That's pretty yeah, unexpected. I mean, that's that's I guess the benefit of a company as big as Google. They can afford. <laughs> <laughs> they can afford to just be like Okay, we screwed up. Let's not screw everyone over. So they're refunding even the the controller hardware. Surprised me. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just crazy because every time we talk about this subject, we talk about the risk with going all online or trusting a company with your digital purchases. Like, and yep. nothing's finalized. And this is like. I the mean, best of the scenario, right? We, the best of the worst scenario. We brought that up. <laughs> I think I brought, was ta- talking about that in our podcast a couple of years ago, which was like what happens when you buy all this stuff and then they eventually take it down. And we, we already see that on like consoles like the Wii where you buy all those um, virtual consoles and then they shut down the online yeah. or whatever it is. So like... I mean, we've seen this countless times with Nintendo at this point. The Wii has been shut down. The Wii U... Now, do they still allow you to download your purchased games? Or is on that the Wii? All... I think the Wii is 100% shut down at this point. So you can't even go on and download your purchased games. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. I don't know about and the Wii U I mean, and that, 3DS. It's the same but... problem with like the PS3 and... Yeah, I don't remember the current status of the but PS3. <laughs> whether they've shut it down entirely yet or just stopped new purchases, they will shut it down eventually. It's inevitable. <laughs> and that's the thing with like putting your entire gaming online 
it's like i don't know with with some of the streaming it's like well maybe don't purchase any games you just pay our monthly thing and you have access to the games yeah and for some people that is a better model like for some people it's a cheaper model um to play a bunch of games that they like and it's a it's a lot less painful say like tomorrow google or not google uh microsoft, microsoft shuts down xbox game pass in the cloud then it's like or like at all just all of game pass they shut it down it's a lot less painful because most people aren't purchasing those games right individually you were just kind of renting them you've still put a ton of money into it but yeah the mindset is that hey, i'm just paying to access this i mean it's the same <laughs> mindset as all the streaming services netflix hulu whatever it is netflix takes a show down well i didn't buy that show yeah like i'd just been paying netflix so it's it's kind of just a mindset of like do i want to own nothing and be happy you know the saying you will own nothing and be happy <laughs> or do i want to own things for me I guess it depends on how much I like that thing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is a perfect Game Pass title because uh, a lot of people, somebody brought this up in a video about Sea of Thieves, but they were like, this is the perfect game for Game Pass because people look at Sea of Thieves and they like, I don't know if I want to buy this game, but I'd sure like to try it. It's interesting. Yeah. So it's like the perfect game. You try it if you like it enough, like me or you or our other brothers like we all got on steam because i like steam i want to play it on my steam deck <laughs> right but i mean it's it obviously makes more sense with online games because that game itself is not always going to be supported if the whole game is centered around getting online and and playing with other people online then yeah that game will eventually die out yeah. And so there's no There are a lot of games that are still alive, but most games that are online focused either are revived by the community somehow or they're just gone by the wayside turning to dust. So yeah. So I mean with those games it's like, well, do I need to like what good is owning Fortnite if the servers are all down 10 years from now? Yeah. Is kind of the idea. But for like single player games and especially games that might be considered classics in the future, um, I'm thinking a lot of Nintendo games at this point, but they have so many that are all the same now. It's hard to say if they'll be classics, but yeah. Those a lot like single player games are definitely ones where you want them later on. Like, oh yeah. Like 10 years from now, I would. Mario Odyssey, to be able of the Wild. To, I would hope to be able to play like Half-Life still. Yeah. It's been like 20 years and we can still play. <laughs> yeah. So we want that situation in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I don't like the idea of purchasing games through them. But I think if they could get a platform in place where it's like, I don't know, it, it could be like that with Steam too. Steam could die. Yeah. And, like who knows but steam has been the most longest online thing that has never gone away the cool thing about valve i don't think they're a public company right they're not they're not um, public i don't think so 
Yeah, they don't have a board to answer to, so or pay yeah. or anything like that. But, so I mean, who knows when <laughs> when, when Gabe, Gabe Newell dies? dies. <laughs> who knows? But <laughs> the, that'll be interesting. <laughs> His family will get it. What'll they do with it? Right. Or will he pass it on to somebody else? Who so, would the lead of the company be? Yeah. So in this online world, it's hard to say if there's anything that will last forever. But to me, a company like Google is less reliable for those things that might go away. And Steam is way more reliable because it's already got a long track record. Yeah. And it's PC gaming. like So the support just morphs with windows computers or linux computers or whatever it is like yeah uh so that kind of brings me to some of these comments i have taken down i took the liberty of browsing r slash stadia the community of dedicated stadia players (laughs) (laughs) um those poor fellows over there they are not coping well (laughs) um one of the first things that last comment you made um see if this will load for me come on buddy after stadia how can we trust google with any new service buddy that stadia is not the first (laughs) that is literally what we talked about when they announced stadia's when they announced the thought of Stadia, we were like, we can't trust Google with new services. The follow-up to this is so funny because it says, I just took a look at their cemetery. They have 274 dead services. This is like one death every month since Google started in 1998. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Let me view the original. Should we give the original posters credit or do we want them to be open for people to find them (laughs) oh well i'd say if it's positive you can say their name if we're gonna bash somebody we'll just keep them anonymous maybe we'll keep everybody anonymous (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like i mean it's 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 a good question but you've kind of already knew the answer um this leads me to another similar one. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. <laughs> These are so great. Um, following Stadia's shutdown, are you de-Googling, getting rid of all Google hardware apps entirely or as much as possible? Um, the three choices in this poll that he posted are, yes, goodbye, Google. I'm thinking about it. Or, no, I love Google no matter what. Like, well, nobody's going to check. No, they're not going to be like, I love Google. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, it's so the, like the mindset of if you'd been living in a bubble, like something Google has closes and you're all of a sudden like, what? Google's closing something? <laughs> I better walk away from Google entirely so I don't <laughs> risk this. Same thing happened with my ex-girlfriend. I Can't hope you don't watch that. YouTube or use Gmail. <laughs> like, like Google has a huge history of this. But there are some products you can imagine will be around, which is one, Google Gmail, Google Workspace, mm-hmm. Google Docs and Sheets. You're probably not, only going to evolve. Yeah, you're better. not going to avoid it. <laughs> like Those things aren't going to just disappear overnight, especially where they have really good... Them and Microsoft are pretty much at the top there for, for that 
yeah stuff and then and then there's youtube which i mean if youtube goes it won't it it will die slowly <laughs> and you will see it coming probably i mean we've already kind of seen it die a little but yeah somehow it's still holding on strong but um <laughs> so this uh I love the comments to this poll because the first one, that's a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good first comment. Um, this comment says, fourth option, I use the products and services I like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, there was one, this person says, why would I? Google gave me a great service. I got to play Cyberpunk, Resident Evil, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Valhalla without any PC or console. I got a free controller for two of those games. <laughs> I was very satisfied with the product in the end, and in the end it didn't. But in the end, it didn't catch on. But I think Google is handling the shutdown process very well. I would agree. They're refunding everybody. That's just about as well as you could handle that. <laughs> right. And if anything, it should be more of a reason to be like, maybe I should use Google for more things. If when they fail, they're going to treat us so well. And that's something Rather I never even thought. Rather than going with another company where it's like, if they fail, you're likely just screwed because the money's not there. Yeah. Now Google has a track record where if they <laughs> shut down something that is used by a fair amount of people, then you know that they're probably going to take care of you as best as they can. Say like, what about Amazon? What is their thing? Luna or whatever? Whoa, what happens when that shuts down? <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> or mean, if. Amazon also has the money, but will they Will they do it? Do they care about the PR? We we know there's a lot of PR that Amazon probably doesn't care about <laughs> already. So yeah, They're already dealing with so much bad PR. They're probably like, well, there's another... What's another... <laughs> another piece of straw on the hay pile. <laughs> I mean, as far as they're I mean, concerned... Google has the same thing in some areas, but not as bad as like... As far as they're concerned, because, like, I haven't seen shiz about Amazon, but I also don't use any other Amazon products. But, like, you know, what? who, who are the gamers compared to the whole rest of the world buying things on the Amazon store? <laughs> like, right. So it's probably a small subset of people that they'd lose if they pissed them off. So it's like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I mean, are they going to lose them? Like, you can be as mad as you want at Amazon, but you're still going to get on Amazon Prime to buy something. Yeah. <laughs> because there's not much else that is that good with that fast free shipping. Like, there's just not. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as I don't like Google's, or as much as I don't like Amazon having that market share. That control. <laughs> like, like they're, I still use them because I can't afford to not use them. <laughs> I mean... The thing is, you can go to you can go find something on Amazon and go to the original mm -hmm. producer and buy from them, and and that helps that company, especially if it's a small company you want to support. It helps them because you buy directly from them; they don't have to pay Amazon all those fees. But for yeah. a lot of things, the cheapest option is the Amazon product. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is another slimy thing they do. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Continuing with Stadia, let's see. Um, this person, I'm not going to open this link, but they said, where else to play Red Dead Redemption 2 now since Stadia is gone? 
And I just thought that was a weird question because it's on like every Every relevant platform. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Literally anywhere. Just (laughs) like if they're looking for a cloud where you can't play it. (laughs) I don't know if it's on Game Pass, but I, you know. I don't know. Right. It's just, it's just it seemed like a weird I don't know what Stadia question. costs monthly, but I know that like for I me don't to get, think it was very high. For me to get Game Pass <laughs> on the computer alone, very affordable. Very. Like if I wanted to play a game that would cost me $60, I wasn't sure I wanted to pay $60 for it. Like that's a much better option. So he might be more concerned of like, I don't want to pay $60 for this game. Where can I get it? But. Yeah. Um, So one more on the community side. Um, This guy, uh, this poor, poor guy right here, he he played 6,000 hours of Red Dead Redemption 2 online. And when Stadia shuts down, that's all gone. Everything. He can't transfer his profile. There's not currently an option. That I'm aware of. Who made who made Red Dead? Rockstar. Rockstar. Right. So like they they have done transfer stuff for like Grand Theft Auto. Like when me and Ben started playing Grand Theft Auto online, we started on the PS4. We transferred those characters to the PC, and then at some point we both got Xboxes, and I had a crappy PC, so we both moved to the Xbox, and then I think we went back and continued on the PC. But I I don't think you can transfer characters back. But given the history. You would think there would be a way to transfer that progress over well, a PC or something. You would think that'd be the whole point of requiring uh, a sign-in, their own login yeah. for like for like Grand Theft Auto, and that is so that those stats stayed. But if all those stats are gone, yeah, that's a that's a major concern I had not considered with these services going down. Yeah, there is a tool to recover, I think, your save data so that it's usable on PC. Um, but, like, that doesn't help you with online games. Like, Destiny 2, I don't know if that's a cross-play or cross-compatible right. game. So, kind of kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, so, that's that for the community side of things. Um, there were several developers... I don't have specific examples. Maybe this will say, but there were several developers who had just no clue. Like a developer tweeted out, hey, we were going to release a game in this next month <laughs> on Stadia. Uh... <laughs> you prep your whole ecosystem for this game around Stadia and they give you, they've given you no warning. I mean, when are they shutting down? Do we know? It's not like immediate. January. Pretty dang close. Pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> if they were like a year out, then be different but yeah yeah it's a it's only a few months away freaking i don't want your garbage you're gonna make me yeah i love this okay well i'm not looking at that article but it's interesting to hear that developers didn't know um and this i mean we know that what was it a year ago or half a year ago that they shut down their internal developers which is pretty telling at the time when that happened right we weren't recording a podcast i don't think but at the time we were like well that is not good <laughs> <laughs> that tells you something that's like uh that's like if xbox came out with the xbox series x and then just was like we're not gonna make games anymore <laughs> 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 like well you you have to 
Yeah. Otherwise, so, PlayStation is the only other option, basically. So they're refunding for the controller. Yeah. Which is really nice because, as far as I know, they're not. They're also not requesting them back. They have no reason to. They have nothing to do. They, yeah. What they, are they gonna? They have no use for them. I mean, <laughs> if it doesn't stay in consumers' hands, it's just hundred percent garbage. Just so uh, waste. <laughs> Yeah, and they'd probably still get they'd probably get backlash for requesting it back, even, yeah. even if they <laughs> give you the money back. So, but, um, but the they one thing that it does have is is oh. the controller does not work on Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, so regular Bluetooth. So as it, you can pl- hardline it and have it be a normal controller, but you cannot. Although there are some downfalls, as far as I heard, it doesn't vibrate. Um, with Microsoft's streaming service, oh, but <laughs> I mean, small, small issue. But that's not a big issue. But like the fact that they're refunding means there's a decent chance they have no obligation to to get an update out there that lets Bluetooth work normally. Yeah, because at this point, consumers got a free hunk of plastic. Yeah, and so, so why should they need to support it? <laughs> um, the fact that it can plug in and be usable is kind of a plus. Yeah, but. I I think it's extra interesting because when we were when Stadia was announced, I remember specifically them saying that hey, this controller will support Bluetooth and it'll do that cool Wi-Fi thing, and I thought that's pretty cool. I didn't know that they never enabled the Bluetooth. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so that was news to me when it was like these are gonna be useless. It's like yeah. oh nice. <laughs> so. And that makes you think that could be the reason why they're <laughs> refunding that hardware. Well, it could be, but um, they might still do it. I mean, there's a chance. I don't know how hard it would be, but there are there are there's some backlash they're getting for that. Yeah. I've already seen a couple articles about it, and so yeah. my guess is maybe they're like, okay, we'll do this to get rid of the backlash, but at the same time. I feel like there's no real obligation if they gave you your money back. So we'll see what happens. But I imagine this will be a boost to the other streaming platforms out there. Oh, yeah. Game Pass? <laughs> They're happy right now. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about, because it was Phil Harrison who was leading the production of Stadia. Right. He's now attached to three major failures. The PlayStation 3 launch, the Xbox One launch, and Stadia. <laughs> the Xbox One launch was a failure? Oh, it was horrible. Huh. Connect needs to be plugged in or else the console won't work. So you need to have a camera pointing into your living room. Also, you can't play your games if you're not online. Oh, the original... The uh, Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, the Xbox One. For some reason, I thought the original Xbox when you said that. It was so My bad. My brain still doesn't work for the Xbox One. And the PlayStation 3 right. was that notorious quote when they're like, people will want this so bad, they'll get a second job. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I mean, I'm surprised there hasn't been a horrible take from him coming out of this. Still, <laughs> why is he still in charge of these projects? He clearly doesn't understand the market. So it's it's pretty funny. Um, I have one more article here that says Phil Harrison reportedly turned down an exclusive Stadia deal with Kojima Productions. Um, they were going to do a sequel to uh, Death Stranding, 
which is a pretty popular game. The one where you walk around with a weird incubated baby on your back and deliver shiz. Right. So, not a small deal. They turned down an exclusive. When did he turn it down? Uh, probably a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but if like, it was like in the last two months, it's because they probably knew it was shutting down. But Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, they didn't try at all I think with everyone, Stadia. I mean, I don't know. Like, most companies are like, yeah, if we want to succeed... We need a couple exclusives. I think Microsoft is starting to get into the mindset where they're like, if our product's good enough, we don't need an exclusive. We can still put our games on everything. Yeah. But, and I think, like, I when I tried Stadia, it actually did work. I, I hate cloud streaming. I hate it. I don't like it. But Stadia worked okay. Like, when I played it. <laughs> so, it and they had a cool idea going. They could have brought that whole YouTube community thing together where, like, people can, can like, patch into your game or interact with you if you're streaming. Like, well, it's they inter- just didn't... <laughs> it's interesting that um, they're canceling right now because, and this, we can have a whole other video on uh, Steam... Uh, on Steam Deck uh, copies or alternatives, (laughs) but there is an influx of some Steam Deck equivalents that are exclusive to streaming. The new Logitech one is streaming only, and so you'd think that would kind of boost the streaming market a little bit. Yeah, because they could have easily had like a Stadia... Although part of the problem is I don't have a huge confidence in the success of the Logitech device <laughs> because its price is very close to the cheapest Steam Deck. So it's yeah. like, why would I get that if I could just get a Steam Deck that or plays local? Or a Switch Lite. For like, heaven's sake, a Switch Lite's only $200. <laughs> right. I mean, it's... it, But it's just mainly thinking of like, if I want to play computer games for $50 more... I could play them and not have to have an internet connection. Yeah. Which <laughs> a is good a internet huge connection. Plus. That's like what I want. I want to be able to like locally play my game. So, <laughs> so it may not do as well, but my thought is that with an increase of those types of things and also a push in the last few years to increase internet speed. Stadia could have thrived. I feel like like we're in the perfect climate for it. Like <laughs> Stadia's climate was not as good two years ago as it is right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> this tweet that I'd like to feature, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's, uh, so I'm not even going to try, but he says, to be fair, Google Stadia faced terrible odds in the past three years, having to deal with a global pandemic, forcing people to turn on to online entertainment and graphics cards and console shortages, creating high demand for alternatives. If only they hit the market at a better time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's what I think. Like, and the, I mean, like, prices are going down for those hardware options, and the pandemic is kind of cooled down. But at the same time, there's all these streaming devices propping up. Like, that's a good point. The, with, with, <laughs> uh, that, like, with with the pandemic, I feel like that may have been opportune time. 
That was Actually, perfect. Now that I think of it, like, <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people made an extra push to hunt down better internet. So I, I work for an internet company. We yeah. launched at the beginning of 2022 with some residential internet in an area that had bad coverage. And like, we, we thrived really, really, really well because people were like, <laughs> I'm working from home. I need better internet. Yeah. And so there was a there was a huge push for better internet and I don't know, I feel like that you do have to look at the opposite side of that though because the pandemic does create challenges for developing things. Like people can't be very close, but it, I think one of the I mean, I don't I don't know everything about the side of developers, but I know like you can set up at home workstations to get things done and unless they had like security challenges that they were having trouble overcoming i don't know how they could have just their product's not hardware based so yeah they, they should they should have <laughs> been able to they shouldn't have had any struggles related to that they sh- they sh- honestly could weird. have thrived so i don't know what it was if did they want like, stadia to be a thing <laughs> it makes me wonder if streaming just isn't the future of gaming oh i hope it's not personally but right (laughs) but if if that if stadia couldn't succeed in that climate i wonder yeah man they i mean with how perfect their circumstances were (laughs) like people couldn't get graphics card for anything affordable that game streaming episode we did we were wondering how they made any money off of it because the cost of keeping those servers up, paying the the game developers and publishers for their game to be on the service, like how much money are they making? What's their profit margin? Right. I when still don't the subscription's understand. only $15 a month. <laughs> I still don't understand how Microsoft does it. If I'm paying like $5 a month, I can play all these games. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, for uh, PC only, it was $5, wasn't it? Does the game developers just have to be like, okay, I'm willing to let it be on there because I know that they won't technically own the game. They'll just be paying a tiny bit towards it every month. It's just crazy. Like, I mean, and you look at all these companies that are shutting down like TV shows and cartoons and all that stuff, like discovery. uh, What was the, what was the, the merger that happened with discovery? Um, There was another company, MG and discovery. No, I'm not sure about that one. Actually, It had discovery. Um, But like, as soon as the merger happened, they just started shutting things down and taking things off of their streaming platform to save money. And it's like, ah, <laughs> just such a mess. Right. Why were they doing that? Why'd they have to save all that money? It's a hard fact. <laughs> the streaming business is a lot harder business than than like than Steam has with hosting games that you buy because you just host files like. because. <laughs> you have to battle that where it's like, okay, like we're not getting very much money every month and they have this huge library of access to content, but every content provider, like they want a decent cut. It'd be different because of how many people have direct access to their content. They want a bigger cut. And so it's hard to, hard to balance that. Like, yeah. Like, uh, it'd be different if 
it was like Steam, where every movie was like 25 bucks or something, and people were purchasing individual movies to watch them or shows. Yeah, I mean, like uh, YouTube does that. Amazon. You can buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. Yeah. So, <laughs> Amazon I don't know. It's interesting. The... I don't know why companies love to have a revenue stream. Like, but they that, love that subscription, but I don't know how much money they make. But that's a hard market. Like, if everything goes to streaming, that's a concern where it's like, okay, if some game I love, all of a sudden the developer's like, I'm not making enough on this. And, and so, or it's not even the developer, maybe, I don't know, but they pull their game off of a platform and all of a sudden you have nowhere to get that game. Like, there yeah. are TV shows where, there's nowhere for you to go and get that TV show. There was a, do you know the creator Olin Rogers? He had a he had a cartoon go for like three seasons that he made. Mm-hmm. I think he does impressions and stuff. But he had a show that he made, and I think Discovery was involved with it getting taken down. And he's like, "There's nowhere that we never made physical copies of this, so it's nowhere now." Right. And like people involved with the project have just been posting like Google Drive links for the show because they're not going to be anywhere anywhere anymore. So it's like, so I don't know, like how little (laughs) do you have to make to be willing to put for something to get put on that platform? And then at that point, like, why not just give it away, I guess? Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's been interesting. Uh, But we saw it coming. <laughs> so I feel like streaming is, I don't think it's ever going to totally overtake something like, like Steam. Yeah. But, but that's where, that's where so far Steam is, is my go-to because I can purchase games for like the Switch or something and even part of the game has to be downloaded. So at some point, I'm going to lose the ability to even do that. Like, I've, yeah. Like, even if I have a hard copy of a game, like, at what point are the updates going to be gone so that when my Switch crashes, I find a replacement and I plug in my game? It's like, oh, I don't have the three updates that are huge fixes or huge additions to the game. Like, so, all that to say, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. In the industry as we as time goes on. But I think that's all I had. Yep. Um, we're hoping to be back with the podcast. Um, maybe we can shoot for an every other week type of thing Something to be like more that. realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, we're here. We're interested in the news still. Uh, we talk about it all the time. So, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And... Have a good one.